Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And right now, uh, uh, calling in, we have uh, Ambassador John Bolton. Ambassador, how are you today? Doing fine. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Now, these guys, they, 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 what do they do with Putin today? Well, the International Criminal Court has apparently issued a warrant uh, uh, for his arrest on the basis of uh, uh, war crimes that uh, that have been committed as part of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And I have to say, while I have no doubt whatever Putin should be held accountable for it, I think Americans should understand the International Criminal Court is not the place to do it. This is not a place that has any kind of legitimacy as we understand it. I think the better place to try Putin would be to get him and have the Ukrainians try him, or if you had a different regime in Russia, have them try him. This this problem with the International Criminal Court's uh, longstanding you know, we we took our signature off the court during the the court's treaty during the George W. Bush administration for really good reason. If you don't like the institution of the independent council in the United States, uh, the ICC is like the independent council on steroids. So get Putin, hold him accountable. Absolutely. But do it through a legitimate institution. And I, I'm glad, Judge. And uh, Mr. Ambassador, Judge Richard Weinberg, the other thing that was troubling is that the allegation is that the uh, kids and others were being moved out of the Ukraine into Russia. It has nothing to do with the, the and, vast and Zelensky, I understand. Zelensky says Putin had to know about it. And right. you indict a man because Zelensky says Putin had to know about it? I, I didn't understand that one. And Ambassador Ed Cox here, it boxes Putin in, doesn't it, in the end? Well, I think he's boxed himself in. I mean, I, I would have to say we all hope this war ends with Ukraine victorious soon. I, I don't see how his regime ultimately survives in Russia. Uh, and I think this is this is this is uh, this was this was going to be true whether or not there's a, an ICC case against him. I mean, people like Putin are not influenced by this. Russia is not a party to the treaty. We're not. China's not. India's not. Uh, it really is a court that makes the Europeans happy. Uh, and nobody should think that that uh, that this is really going to affect the course of the war. What I'm what I'm worried about in terms of the course of the war is that we don't have a government in the U.S. that's given a statement of clear goals or developed a strategy how to get them. And the International Criminal Court isn't going to resolve that problem. So Putin finally gives excuse me, Poland finally gives four planes, MIGs to Ukraine. How much of an impact can that have on the battlefield? Well, I think it's more a morale impact. I mean, these MiGs are, uh, and and apparently uh, Slovakia is giving its 13 MiGs to Ukraine, although they don't have enough spare parts to fly them there. Uh, but but it's better than nothing. And, uh, you know, I hope it helps speed up our decision to give uh, F-16s. If, if, we had, if we had provided in a coherent, strategic way the weaponry that Ukraine needed eight, ten months ago, 
I think this war would look very different. And by the way, Ed, congratulations on uh, you're, the, you're the once and future chairman of the Republican Party in New York. Uh, God knows that's a that's a heavy job. Well, thank you for that. I had a piece in the Wall Street Journal, sort of an analogy from what President Nixon did with respect to the Yom Kippur War. Israel's in trouble. They need equipment. The uh, Air Force said, how do we send it? What plane? He said, send everything that flies. And that's what happened. And that saved Israel. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that only a president can do. And I don't think Biden has that capability. Well, Ambassador, now, you I, had... I wrote- I was going to say, I wrote in the Wall Street Journal that the, 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 what Biden's policy seems to be is he wants Russia to lose, but he doesn't want Ukraine to win. And that's easy for us to say. It's not our country that's being ground in the dust. And, and even worse, if you can't, if you can't um, defeat the Russian aggression, the lesson for countries like China is America does not have adequate resolve we don't have the will to win and if i were on taiwan that would make me very nervous well ukraine certainly has the will to win and they are getting extra equipment they will go on the offensive if they take the crimea what what happens to to putin then well i think at some point uh that putin's regime really does come under challenge although you know this this is a a very personalized autocracy when the key to khrushchev screwed up in the cuban missile crisis The Communist Party Politburo could say, Nikita, it's about time for you to retire. Well, there isn't any Politburo anymore. I I think this could be uh, a a very traumatic fall for Putin because if it came from the military, you could see internal fighting among units of the military. Uh, it's It's not out of the question that you might even see Russia itself break up. Uh, because some of these uh, places are so remote from Moscow, yet with enormous mineral reserves, with a little money from China and back of them, they may say, you know, being an independent country looks pretty good out here. That's the big question. Putin goes, and what happens after that? Russian Federation breaks up. There's a hard right to it. But in the end, isn't it in the interest of Russia not to be a junior partner to China that's 10 times its size in economy and in population and covets its Far East. And, in fact, Russia took away part of the Far East from China in the 19th no, century, exactly. and China wants it back. So You're, you're 100% right. This is, and, I, and when I was in the uh, Trump administration, made many trips to Moscow and said to Russian officials, r- Russian people, uh, former officials, you know, this is moving in the wrong direction for you. The closer you get to China, the harder it's going to be to get loose. And I have to say, the official line was, we think this is just working out great. And I didn't detect uh, any any chinks in the armor there. I think I think it's a big mistake from Russia's perspective, but it's a big mistake from America's, exactly. too. As China, China threatens us around the world to have access, w- really without restriction, to all those Russian uh, natural resources, oil, gas, all kinds of minerals that spread out over a huge expanse of territory. It's, it's a, it would be a huge loss for the West if China took that territory. Well, what about that, Ambassador, then, then look, look at the, uh, from the other side. If, in fact, they come close to the West in some kind of an entente with respect to China, what friend does China have on its border? Well, th- this is this is uh, this is this is increasingly a problem for China too. They're the ones that have provoked our response. They're the ones that have provoked Japan to say we're going to double our defense budget in ten years. They're the ones that have pro- provoked the South Koreans now to go out of their way to fi- try and find a way to resolve their historic differences with Japan so they can more effectively oppose China together. I mean, this is this is a chain reaction that China started and. Uh, 
but they 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 are potentially winners in the war in Ukraine either way. If Russia wins, great. China's allies had a victory. If Russia loses, that's great too because Russia becomes more dependent on China. Well, China looks like they're getting a new alliance, whatever we're going to call it. I mean, uh, in James Bond days, what do we call it? Thrush. Uh, you know, you got China aligning Russia, aligning uh, Iran. Uh, Iran, Saudi Arabia, North Korea, uh, Korea yeah. uh, Venezuela. Uh, you know, so no, this it's is a, a, it's exactly the opposite of the Cold War in that China is the dominant partner, but that. That axis, which is what it increasingly looks like between the two of them, seems to be returning, and that's not good news for us. You know, if there were a way to pry Russia away from China, I would take it, but I don't see how you do that while they're in the middle of attacking Ukraine. Yeah, I think you can't do it at this point, but at one time, yeah. you know, and I tell people that, and people look at me funny. I mean, Putin, I think, wanted to be part of the European community. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, historians are going to write about how we lost Putin in the early 2000s. Uh, I know in the early days of the Bush administration, we worked very hard uh, to try to bring them closer to the West. And uh, something something went wrong at some point, and uh, uh, we're, we're seeing the consequences of it now. Yes, we do. Uh, what else would you – I mean, we got a couple minutes left before we have to take a break. What else would you like to talk about, Ambassador? Well, I want to say there's some good news here in that uh, President Erdogan of uh, Turkey has now acknowledged he, Turkey will support Finland's uh, application for membership into NATO. We still don't have the Sweden question resolved. You mean Russia didn't but, make the payment? <laughs> well, this is this is a big yeah, not yet, or maybe they've just made enough for Sweden. But uh, but this is really a big deal because now you're going to have the Russian border with Finland a NATO border. Uh, and that that is a huge development that uh, for, for all that's gone wrong in this war, it was totally unanticipated. But I think the decision of Finland and Sweden to join NATO, the best news the alliance has heard in a long time. And, and Finland is ready to fight. They have that capabilities and much like Israel or other countries that really have been threatened by their neighbors. Yeah, they're very well prepared. They're, they're actually going to now even increase their defense spending even more. They fought a war with. Russia in 1939, the Winter War, and held the Russian forces to a stalemate. They eventually came to, to a settlement. But the small country withstood the Russian attack, the Soviet attack, much the way Ukraine is resisting today. Well, Ambassador John Bolton, thank you so much uh, for everything you do for our country and continue to speak out for our country. And uh, let's catch up with you uh, soon and have a great weekend. And you too. I hope you get home through the traffic. <laughs> thank you so much. 